You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. It's part three of our Holiday Home series. In part one, we talked about holiday logistics, decor, and not getting too busy. In part two, we reflected on being present at the holidays and creating memories. Today, we're wrapping things up by talking about how to navigate what we are calling the Christmas explosion aftermath. (laughs) Very specific. (laughs) But whether you celebrate Christmas or not, I think everyone will be able to relate to this episode. We'll talk about practical ways to get your house back in order after the holiday hubbub, how to incorporate new stuff into the house, and thoughts on shifting our mindset from the holidays to January routine. So I'm excited to get into all of that with you. But first, what's been happening around your neighborhood lately? I just thought of a story that has blessed me so much and I forgot to share. And that is the specific joy of house guests coming with two of their own kids, my kids' ages. And I, I think I talked about this on the show, but one of my best friends from high school, her husband and kids and her all visited in the fall and Jessica and I went out for lunch or something, run a couple errands one day, and her husband, Tim, decided to teach my kids how to play Monopoly. Oh, his kids already knew. Nice. So like he got them all started on this long lasting yes. Monopoly game. And it was like the gift that that was when I think about it to be the one to initially explain a game yes. to kids, which can be so annoying because they're so just like mm-hmm. they just want to get in there and do it. And then yes. Monopoly is like. Yeah, complex. You know, yeah. So if you can, this holiday season, maybe get an uncle, Deputize, get a grandparent, yeah, a fun aunt. yeah, be like, hey, can you run Monopoly for I the cousins? That. And then you go have a cocktail. I love that. It was like, but I'm like, it lasted forever. We had like all afternoon to just hang out as adults because the kids were so into That's it. awesome. And I do think like... Maybe eight and up is okay, the good I was gonna age ask, range. Yeah, what all the yeah. ages of the kids yeah. were? Because they were all nine and up, and I okay. think maybe like last year, Julia could have handled it too. But it was like nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It was perfect because they're so competitive. Yes. So they want to play to the bitter end. Yes. But you can set a time limit too. But I was like, the fact that someone else taught Genius. my kids how to play Monopoly is Genius. is good. I love that. I would yeah. never have thought about that. That's golden. Yeah. So get you a relative. Get get an in law involved in teaching okay. your kids to you know some kind of game that you don't want to this holiday season. I really love that. <laughs> All right. What I want to talk about a new organizing strategy for how I am organizing my email newsletters that I want to read. This is pretty new and it is working really well for me. I'm impressed at this tier of organization. (laughs) Can I just tell you? I'm just working on, you know, like actually checking my email so that you have like this, you know, (laughs) multi-layered approach. I love it. Well, this tip is waiting for you once you're ready. So the situation is I do subscribe to actually more newsletters than I realize that I actually Mm -hmm. do want to read. I am great at unsubscribing to things, but I was actually getting a fair number that I was realizing, okay, I do want to read this, but they would, you know, they pop into your email at different times during the week, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they're sitting there. I don't have time to read them right then, Yeah. but then I don't want to delete them because I do want to read them. And so they're just sitting there cluttering up my inbox Mm -hmm. and making me feel a little stressed Mm -hmm. out. So what I did, I created a separate folder. I called it newsletters to read. Okay. And now every time one of those newsletters pops into my inbox in Gmail, you can very easily click the little three dots Mm -hmm. and I create a filter. 
and you just can create a filter. So it if, automatically goes Exactly. In if it's coming from this email address, label it newsletters to read, skip the inbox, just send it Ooh, right to advanced. that folder. And now they're just all this, showing up there. This is an advanced level of digital organization that I am nowhere near, but I am here for. Thank you. And I'm very inspired. <laughs> Thank you. So that's how it's working. And I, I do have this little bit of time once a week after my Saturday morning workouts that I have started taking that little time for myself. Like yeah. I no longer need to just, Chris knows I'm not rushing home. Yeah. You'll see me in a few hours. Uh-huh. And there's not like, y- your kids are old enough now oh, that there's yeah. not like an, you know, immediate yeah. emergency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. one parent on duty is just yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. And so I am trying to kind of create a little ritual for myself where I go to a nearby coffee shop, get a simple breakfast, a coffee, and I sit and with read. my phone, but just reading, love it. it, like enjoyable reading, maybe comment on mm-hmm. things like really interact and consume yeah. very intentionally. So that's working very well that's for lovely. me as like Thank a you. set aside little time. Thank you. Okay, let's get into this. So when I say Christmas explosion aftermath, I realize I have a very clear picture in my head. There's wrapping paper Mm -hmm. everywhere, probably some instructions and a random cord for a new toy on the floor. Mm -hmm. There's the dirty pan and plates from cinnamon rolls from that morning. So So sticky sticky. everywhere. So it's a lot, but also it's okay. Yeah. It's Christmas morning. These are signs of a good time. Mm -hmm. So I just want to like put that perspective out there. I love that. Yep. So it's all like that, but maybe it doesn't have to feel overwhelming. So yeah. I kind of want to get into that. So yeah. what are some things that you do leading up to Christmas Day that help keep the aftermath more manageable? The first thing that seems maybe like it goes without saying, but it does not go without saying, is that you need to talk about who's doing what, mm. when, with gotcha. your partner, with family that might be coming over, whatever it might be. I think that sometimes like we focus on getting there. And then we're like, oh, wait, now who's cleaning all this up? And there's like a lot of resentment or, you know, so I I mean, I remember we would do sometimes like Christmas with my grandma and aunts and uncles and they'd be like, okay, dads are on dishes duty like Mm. beforehand or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or like, I know, um, you know, I have very specific conversations with Jeremiah, like, hey, if your family is here, I will clean up afterwards. You can sit and relax Mm. and have a drink or whatever and vice versa. Things like that where it's not like this thing where as someone kind of by default ends up doing a lot, not intentionally, but Mm -hmm. so I just communicate about who's doing what, who's cleaning up, um, you know, what your expectations are. Oh, I love that. So to start to get into mine, I will say what I realized is that I am okay with the Christmas explosion in the house. What stresses me out if it's Christmas explosion on top of everyday life clutter. Yes. So mine are a lot about preventing that everyday life clutter from building up Mm -hmm. heading into Christmas day. Mm -hmm. So my first one that I am trying to start now to head into the Christmas season is doing one load of laundry to completion, which means folding and putting away every single day. Nice. So that's kind of just a new routine of mine. I just kind of accidentally fell into it and then was like, Hey, this is kind of working. And Hey, if we could keep this up, up through Christmas, that could really be nice. Because it really sucks to have sticky plates in the dishwasher, wrapping paper everywhere and no clean underwear. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is not fun. It's not festive. No. Um, Okay, another one for me is only put out things that you love for Christmas and then declutter two times. Two times of your holiday decor, especially if you're a more is more person like me and you love it all. I will, when I get everything out, 
declutter things that I don't end up putting out and don't anticipate putting out in the future. Or maybe it's been like, you know, because depending on your theme, you might not put something out one year, but maybe the next. Mm -hmm. But I will get rid of things right away. So then there's some new things at Goodwill for people that are Mm -hmm. decorating for the holidays. And then when I put everything away, maybe a garland got broken, maybe, you know, whatever, something I just really didn't love. And I I put it out anyways. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm done with that. So then I declutter before I put it away also. Love that. And it just really helps because part of the Christmas explosion is like taking Christmas all down, yes. not just the gifts. Yes. So if you can declutter twice, it's really helpful. Lo- declutter twice. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Or something. <laughs> I like that. Let's come up with a little, there you go. A little phrase. Okay. I like it. <laughs> My next one is running our robot vacuum every day. Mm-hmm. I shared before in our favorite things that we now keep a robot vacuum. Its name is Butler, by the way. I Did love I it. share that? We Ours is Dustin. Dustin. I love it. <laughs> Dustin. That the girls, is cute. The girls named it. Very clever. <laughs> so that is just one more thing that is just contributing to just the level of tidiness in the mm-hmm. house staying a little higher heading into as we get busier and then not requiring as much needed like on the weekends or then when we have people over to get ready or then afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mine is pre-make something whenever possible like for food for the holidays and pre-make it in maybe a disposable thing as mm. much maybe you don't want to do that all the time mm-hmm. but if you really feel like hey a messy kitchen with a ton of sticky dishes is going to get crazy for me make the cinnamon rolls in a tin foil that you can throw away great advice. decide what matters that morning if that is going to stop you from being present with your kids because you have all these dishes piling up then it's okay use disposable for that time so go for it I really appreciate that permission. Yeah. I know you I needed really it. Do. I know you Thank needed you. it. So I, I just gave it I to you. I did feel like you were talking specifically I was, to I me. I looked in your soul yes, when you I did. said it. <laughs> and I heard you. <laughs> Not all the time, but just depending on what matters that day. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you, friend. <laughs> My next one is managing cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. So many cardboard so boxes cardboard. starting now might be coming into your home. Oh, yeah. Because that's the thing. It starts the second you start Christmas exactly. shopping. Yeah. So many. So my approach is if we have taken out whatever is has been shipped in the box, I am done with it. Mm-hmm. I do not stockpile them to no, the no. side like, oh, I might need them for shipping or wrapping. I think it's better to just flatten them, recycle, recycle. them, mm-hmm. and then... If you're getting to the point where you might need some boxes for shipping or wrapping or something, make yourself a specific list. I need two small boxes, two medium boxes, and then put those aside as you get them. They will come in. Yes, they Mm -hmm. will. You will find them or it really is not too bad to buy a box for a couple of dollars versus having a big stack of boxes. Maybe even buy a decorative one that is reusable. There you go. That makes up for your tinfoil with your cinnamon rolls. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. (laughs) So anyway, so my approach, I... I am militant about this and kind of pride myself mm-hmm. on. It's like as soon as it basically almost as soon as the delivery person is delivering it to me, I've got the box cutter out and I'm like, no, I'll do, give you it back to you right now. You meet them with a box cutter. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes. So a big, big part of this to be on top of it. And this really changed my relationship with cardboard was getting a great box cutter. Yeah. And having yes. it easily accessible in I the kitchen. I have three. Do you? I have one in the kitchen, yes. one in my office where I also tend to open mm-hmm. boxes and one upstairs because oh, sometimes perfect. it's a secret box gotcha. that I don't want to open in front of children and so I smart. open it in my room. Anywhere you might need to break down boxes. I just recently bought one of these utility knives at Home Depot. It was $8. Yeah, exactly. So get get yourself one, get yourself multiple. Mm -hmm. And there's a true satisfaction in it because... We used to let cardboard boxes pile up more. I think I've mentioned it before. We, I kind of just assumed it was kind of Chris's responsibility, but he <laughs> is okay letting do. them pile up oh, for longer. Mm-hmm. Or then when he breaks them down, he just kind of steps on them. I, don't yes. know, I like to make them very tidy. tidy. Mm-hmm. And I just decided I'm bothered by it. I'm going to take this and over. I'm I, the one I got myself a great it. utility knife. Right. And now I take great satisfaction in That's flattening lovely. those boxes. That's lovely. So I will, you want to know what I do? I do chuck them into my garage that's what I do I open them with with the box cutter (laughs) but then Jeremiah is like you like religious about just like nope flatten them get them out right away and I am more concerned with like whatever was in the box and wanted to do something with it right so I just literally throw them out my garage door and we have extra room in our garage so I I have a spot that I like chuck them out Uh and then he just wordlessly takes care of it for me and I will notice if I ordered a lot of things and he's not home the pile gets big real quick (laughs) right so I'm like ah dang it like I do appreciate you yeah anyway have a plan for managing the cardboard boxes whether it's all one person is responsible whether it's the both of you or if you are gonna if you open it you smash it yeah set have a specific plan place where you set them aside don't let them be accumulate all throughout the house have a plan I love it this is kind of related and that is before you wrap a gift remove as much packaging as makes sense Mm, so if it's like a doll for your two-year-old it doesn't need to come in the original box so true you're not going to return it you know they'll like it to the plastic so you're going to save yourself aggravation when they are impatient for the toy and you're trying to get it out of the packaging but also like all of that's taken care of ahead of the rest of the mess so Mm -hmm. As much as it makes sense, remove all that excess packaging. I love that. Mm -hmm. And it's such a funny thing because somehow when things come in a package, it's like we feel like we don't have permission to take it out. Yeah. It's not to its like full owner yet or something. But then you think about it and it's like, no, why should this be shrink wrapped in this thing? Like I finally gave myself permission to cut the tags off of all my bath mats and towels right away. Me too. Why? It's so liberating. Why did I think I needed to like wait until they super annoyed me to cut them off? I don't know. I think it feels bad cutting off something that's like brand new. Yes. I think that's part of what it is. But I just am like, nope. I know I don't want that tag, so I'm going to cut it off. I think also in the back of my mind, I'm like, am I going to need to refer to the washing instructions? Right. For this cotton bath mat? Probably not. No. (laughs) Throwing that in on hot. Do I care? (laughs) If it gets ruined, it wasn't meant. It can't make the cut. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. My last tip is... In the weeks heading up to Christmas or your big holiday, try and do a little bit of decluttering and tidying of the kids' rooms. Yes. And depending on the ages of your kids, 
assign this to them Mm -hmm. or do it with them. We've had good luck with the boys so far of asking them, Hey, we're, you know, going through the house. We'd Mm -hmm. like you to go through your rooms. Here is a paper bag. Can you take a look in your room? Any books, toys, whatever it is that you're done with and are ready to pass on to other kids. Fill up the bag. Yeah. And I honestly have been surprised sometimes at the things that Mm -hmm. they have decided they're done with. Yeah. On some things that I would think, oh, they might get a, f- a little bit longer out of that. And they're like, no, I feel done. Yeah. They're, they're actually not as emotionally attached to yeah. it as I would assume they totally. were. Totally. I think, too, another great way to pair this, if you need a little extra incentive, if you have like a hoarder child like one of mine mm-hmm. is that just cannot part with any little trinket, um, I make it part of like our get our rooms ready for Christmas. So it's mm. also when we like hang some lights on their headboard oh, and change out into Christmas sheets. So it's like... It's like a fun thing. They can see like, hey, you're about to get a bunch more stuff. And that's cute. I really like that. What tips do you have for managing the mess and influx of new stuff on Christmas Day and in the days afterwards? Number one, I only give recommendations for like gifts for the kids for stuff I actually want in my house. Smart. If it's going to bother me or it's little junk, I mean, you're going to get a little bit of that anyways. Grandparents are going to find little trinkety things or whatever. But I try to be like intentional about hey are they going to get a lot of use out of this toy is it a fairly open-ended thing is it clothes that they want and just kind of give those gift ideas that are also only things I'm okay with in right. my house yes so it's okay you very can do that. smart you're the mom I feel like I have learned the lesson on the kind of small electronic things mm. that are kind of in the $40 and less category mm-hmm. we've gotten a few of those over the years and they look exciting. They look at fun. They're usually marketed as like mm-hmm. STEM something. Right, it's like a right. robot to put together or whatever. whatever. Yes. I have found they tend to be overly complicated yeah. or really they're maybe for like the 12 and up crowd, yeah. like not for my six and seven year old. Right. Lots of little parts, lots of weird charge cords. They usually aren't that exciting and fun once they kind of put it together. It's not an open ended mm-hmm. toy. And so we have encouraged grandparents and family members like, Hey, let, we're not looking at like electronic kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, and it, and also they make annoying noises. Yeah, did you mention true. that? They I make a not, lot of annoying noises. True. That's true. Okay. My first tip, this might be for me. Remember that you don't have to start cleaning right away. Mm. It's your holiday too. So part of managing the mess and all the influx of new stuff is just that, perspective and outlook that it's okay yeah it's gonna be messy or just full Mm -hmm. for a little bit and if it bothers you go in another room with your coffee for a little bit like let yourself not look at it if you can't relax Mm -hmm. without yeah Mm -hmm. I like exactly so that's that's my first tip is just having that perspective it's the sign of family time of fun of giving gifts that you are excited to give and excited to receive so Mm -hmm. I like it mine is keep the gift mess in one room if possible So we have this possibility in our house. We have a playroom upstairs with a really cute tree and tons of room. And actually there's something like extra cozy about it because we're usually down here. Mm -hmm. So we have a couch and everything up there. So we like to open gifts up there. We've realized Mm. this is why this is lovely. Number one, all the messes up there. So if we have people coming over later in the day, you know, sometimes you do Christmas morning, but then you have grandparents coming over later or whatever. Your main level is still ready to go for guests yeah the other thing is it's right by their rooms so they can very easily take all of those toys and things to their rooms we're not hauling things up and down the stairs now again that works out well in our house but maybe you have like a den or a family room that is 
you know, where you do your gifts and like your main living area can stay a little more clean. But I do kind of have a rule like we're not just bringing everything everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to stay under the tree if you're not ready to put it away upstairs or put it where you want it to go. And my girls are usually pretty excited about like gathering all their stuff into their room Mm -hmm. anyways. So I feel like I can kind of get them to help, you know, pare it down quicker. Yeah. Oh, that's a great tip. My next tip is to sort everyone's stuff into separate boxes with one per person. So kind of after, Mm -hmm. you know, we're kind of getting to the end of gift giving and stuff. I feel like that's usually when we will identify one box, one opened box for each person and just kind of start collecting. Here's your stuff. Here's your stocking stuff. It just feels really nice to start getting stuff collected. Mm -hmm. And then it also makes throwing away wrapping paper and whatnot easier because you know that there's nothing accidentally in there exactly accidentally thrown away. So, and that just kind of starts to give a sense of order right even if you're right. still you know not doing a lot of I think it helps with tidying. kids feeling a little like I noticed my kids will get like a little panicky almost mm, because yeah. they're getting all of this stuff it's and true even if you try to keep it fairly simple it's almost like well wait where's this and I didn't play yeah. with this yet and it's like yeah. it's all in your box That's just right. go ahead and it's put it in here. your box it's okay the other thing this kind of goes with my next tip is to pace yourselves and like teach your kids how to kind of a little bit more slowly enjoy mm. the day so like for us, and this is just how I grew up, and it wasn't how Jeremiah grew up, and he's like, that's so much nicer. Like, we take turns opening gifts. We don't all just rip into everything all at once. The exception is their stockings. So when they come out in the morning, they can open their stockings at the same time, and then we take a break mm. and put the stocking stuff away, and we have our breakfast, like a big breakfast, and then we go back to the regular gifts, and we take turns. We make sure we see what everybody got, everybody else. So it's not just this, like, free for all Tasmanian devil which feels so yucky to me it feels very like ungrateful and greedy to just be like throwing wrapping paper everywhere Mm -hmm. you know any any one present could be that exciting for a kid but it's not this like I don't even know what I have and did I even see them open that so we've just been really intentional about teaching our kids like one at a time Mm -hmm. you know you and we try if possible, not to have them open things with a bunch of parts, like right then and there. Yes. It's like, go set that in your spot with the rest of your gifts. And like, after everybody's opened everything, we can take things out, Mm -hmm. but you're going to lose pieces. Right. It's going to be nuts. If you're, especially if you're like at family's house and then you have to gather up all those pieces to go home. It's just so much. So you can, you can make rules at Christmas. Can have rules. Uh Okay. My next tip is just to kind of have a general idea of what you want to have happened by the end of Christmas Day. And this definitely takes some communication with your partner or who you might be celebrating Christmas with. For us, we're usually at home for Christmas. And so I just feel like by the end of Christmas Day, I want all wrapping paper thrown away and I want all boxes at least collected in one spot mm-hmm. and then broken down the next day. They yeah. don't have to all be broken down that day. Right. I'm not that militant. But just not pure chaos everywhere. <laughs> yes. And so I think for me, who likes order and tidiness, for me, kind of knowing, well, when will the order come right. back? Yeah. Like tell yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. That lets me not care about it. So true. Because I know that we have a plan for getting back to it. Yeah. So if, if, if you kind of find yourself struggling against the, just mm-hmm. like being present in the moment and it's okay that there's mess and it's okay that there's all these dishes and mm-hmm. things like that, just kind of knowing, well, by this time and right. for you, it doesn't have to be the end of that day. It could be by new year's. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we want these mm-hmm. certain things done. So anyway, that kind of helps me. 
And I will say in my house, I feel like Jeremiah is the one who kind of can't relax till some Mm -hmm. the mess is under control at Mm -hmm. least and I have found it helpful as the spouse of somebody like that because I have no heart I have do not have a hard time being like okay I know I'll get to it Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have my coffee and my cinnamon roll whatever but saying out loud to him hey let's have coffee and sit or help the girls get you know started on a couple things and then after that I'm gonna help you clean up so so that person's not left like I guess I'm cleaning all of this I'm the only person that sees it or that knows we can so that they can you're kind of giving them permission to be present yes when Chris does that for me it it is complete permission and definitely lets me relax Mm -hmm. the last thing that I do is to keep cooking really simple on Christmas, even in the days afterwards, eating things that we prepared ahead of time. Mm -hmm. If I want it to be, you know, more involved recipes, but I'm not doing those on the actual day Mm -hmm. or just doing store bought things. So I do not want to be in the kitchen doing anything other than basically slicing or reheating. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. My last one is, this is such a silly thing, but I realized it really bothered me to have like a big black trash bag in all my Christmas Mm. pictures. So I started buying a big Christmas trash bag. I love like, that. Like usually they come in, I don't know, they come in like packs of two for wrapping, like for okay. wrapping a big thing that maybe yeah. you can't, you know, otherwise get wrapping paper around. But I just use them for garbage. <gasps> and then there's like this a genius, you know, candy cane striped garbage bag for all of the trash as you go yeah. instead of a black trash bag yeah. in the background of every single excited Christmas oh. photo. So Little, little small tip. Pure Christmas genius. Right? So yes. easy. And then you have a couple on hand if you do end up with a big thing that you need yeah. to wrap, you know, in a weird way. But Oh my gosh, I'm putting that on my mm-hmm. list right now. Next, let's talk about emotions and routine for kids in the days following mm. Christmas. I think a lot of parents might feel yes. exhausted. We yes. just put on, you know, this big thing for our kids and the did kids a are whole exhausted. Lot. They the, exhaust themselves. Yes, they yeah. are. The kids are probably feeling a bit out of sorts of routine, having so much excitement, mm-hmm. things like that. And that always comes out in different ways <laughs> for Sideways. different kids. Yes. So I'm curious, what are you going to do this year to hopefully land softly as a family after Christmas? And remind us how old your girls are, because this definitely Mm -hmm. varies depending on the ages of your kids. Um, Yeah, my girls are nine and 11, but when they were littler, I will say as a general tip, I was still militant about nap time when I could be militant about getting them some nutritious food along with the snacks. It wasn't that they couldn't have the snacks and treats, but like, It would go south real quick on Mm -hmm. nothing but sugar and no naps. And so you have permission, mom of littles, to plan things around nap time and everyone else needs to understand or they can deal with your super cranky child. (laughs) That's number one. Okay. Um, I will say, first of all, that that whole pacing yourself and teaching kids to take turns one at a time, opening gifts, that kind of thing. I think that really helps with uh, like sensory overload Mm. for kids and helps keep them calmer helps them not feel so dysregulated. Um, I know like for my girls too, especially like coming with some trauma from younger years, like it was very overwhelming the Mm -hmm. holiday. And the more we could just take our time, the more we could like keep the volume, you know, not have like everything happening at once. Sometimes I think we feel like we need to do that for kids to like create the Christmas excitement. No, the Christmas excitement is there. Yes. You don't need to create extra hyperness. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that really, really helps them learn to regulate themselves, learn that patience and not feel so overwhelmed. So that's number one. I really like that. 
So my kids for this Christmas will be nine, almost eight. I have a just after Christmas birthday and two. So, so I will say we do sometimes get this wonderful stretch of days post Christmas Mm. where the kids are just into their new toys and our weather here is amazing. So they're outside playing with their friends and all of that. And so I guess just almost my tip or what I try to think about is just taking advantage of that time when it happens. Yeah. Don't, don't poke the dog. Like don't poke the bear. If they're happily playing with their toys, let them just let it keep (laughs) happening. And definitely probably going along with that is we just try to make very few plans. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the things I love about that week between Christmas and new year's. No one makes plans. There's lots of opportunity for just spontaneous get togethers with family or with neighbor friends that we just happen to see out and about. Yep. And so, yes, letting that happen and taking advantage in terms of if I'm feeling energized and I want to be cleaning and tidying, do that for a little Mm -hmm. bit. But also if they're out and playing and I just need to rest and relax, do that. Yes, it is your holiday too, like mm -hmm. you said. Um, Yeah, so we have a quiet time tradition in our family anyways. From So nap time evolved into quiet time, evolved into after school quiet time for a minute because they were so like they just needed a minute to themselves and now in our homeschool day that's like quiet reading time for like 45 minutes so even on Christmas day we have quiet time oh I love that and they need it they so need it so do we everyone needs a breath (laughs) there's been a lot of patience exercise there's been a lot of excitement and they can just like take all their toys in their room I think even some of the bickering is like they're a little panicked about their sibling playing Mm. with their toy. Yeah. You know, even though we share later on, it's like that first day. Yes. So it allows them to just kind of like hole up in their room, build their Legos, do what they want to do. And it really, really helps regulate. Usually they've been up too early. Totally. So they're tired. Yes. Things are going south. So (laughs) quiet time, even for big kids, Mm -hmm. everyone needs a minute to retreat to their corners. Oh, it's a great, great tip. Mine goes along just with that and what you mentioned earlier, but keeping to our regular or even slightly earlier bedtimes as consistently as possible through the holidays Mm -hmm. on days when we don't have any plans, just sticking to those times because that way on the days that we are going to push bedtime later or, you know, things are different. A nap didn't happen, whatnot. They've got that usual bank of sleep Mm -hmm. and we just have that routine still going. So then the next day when it's back to usual, no one's getting out of sorts about it. They're not already like running on E to begin with. Yes. And honestly, that's for me too. A hundred percent. And I want to be, I've really been trying to look at my weeks coming up and I see, okay, I'm going to be up late this night and this night. But that means on, you know, Tuesday Mm -hmm. and Friday, I am definitely in bed by eight, lights out by nine, and just like getting that sleep for myself too. Love that. Okay, this one, it's easy for us. It might not be as easy for other places, but outdoor time on Christmas day and like that week after. As much outdoor time and fresh air as possible. If that means like planning some sledding or, you know, a a cozy walk to look at lights even, I think that that really helps and we end up being inside a lot and feel like a bit claustrophobic by the end. You know how you want to like kind of rip all your Christmas decor down because it feels like it's closing in. I think just getting outside even that day of really helps. Like we have a tradition where we go walk to a neighborhood like just down the block that does really, you know, goes all out Mm -hmm. for lights. Mm -hmm. But we intentionally walk and and bundle up because it just feels so good to get the fresh air and get a little exercise after just like all the rich food and, you know, presents and 
Yes. Indoor time. Yes. So. I love that too. That was another one of my tips. I mean, our weather is amazing this time of year. And so we, we just, I feel an obligation to be taking advantage. Yes. We are cooped up for so long in the summer. And so just getting outside and it's just like that family together time. I feel like at the house, maybe especially during that time, Chris and I might be okay, I think the kids are kind of occupied. Let's, you know, do this organizing Mm -hmm. or put this stuff away or clean or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's not that quality family time. And so when we all get outside, I just feel like we are all present together in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is what the holidays are supposed to be about. So it's kind of an easy way to get more of that. Another one for me is, and I've learned this the hard way, there's so much family time and together time, extended family time, right? that sometimes I don't get real present with my kids one-on-one mm. and I'll find somehow they end up kind of like attention starved and acting out because I may be hanging out with, you know, talking to my siblings or talking to friends and family and you kind of just like the kids yes. go off and play and you almost don't see them for some of that time. And then I find them kind of being needy. So if you can schedule, especially that week after Christmas, like a one-on-one date where you go grab, you know, Starbucks with one of them or go to a movie with another one, I think that they need that. And we assume we're having all this quality time, but sometimes we just need to really hone in and like they need to just be seen as an individual during that time. Oh, that's really insightful. I love that. My last tip is easing into routine after the holidays. Uh I think for myself, a routine loving gal. And I think for Chris too, to an extent, we're just kind of ready for routine pretty soon after Christmas. And so I think we would almost have the tendency to be like, okay, Remember, make your, make your bed, like clean yeah. your room, get back to this. Yeah. Like all the sweets are gone. Like yeah. we're back to our regular <laughs> like the eating. The awakening. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I think that can definitely just be too quickly. That can just be too quick for kids. And it's just not necessary to be so like black and white. <laughs> right, so right. I am remembering that it is okay to be easing back into mm-hmm. routine and to take it slowly. And for me, that... New Year's Day is about kind of when like, okay, we're, we're just about all the way there. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like our bedtimes are still going to be, you know, those are like pillars of things, but just like, it's okay if there's still Christmas cookies around. Right. Anyway, I am totally fine with my kids having sweets and things, but it is kind of like the onslaught where it just has felt like it is. You have a tendency to get like big black trash bag energy like it all needs to go like everybody does everybody gets to that point exactly so anyway I am giving myself those markers that like by New Year's Day we're pretty well into our routine Mm -hmm. and then once school starts that's really when everything starts feeling like routine again so I'm giving myself that permission finally what helps you shift your mindset from the holidays into a new year and getting back to routine since we're speaking about getting back to routine Okay, I do feel pretty ready for it like you do um, by that point in time. But I think just the intentional reflection time on the year past after the holidays, like with our episode that we usually do where we kind of year in review. And I don't know that I would do that otherwise. I think I'm in the habit of doing it now because we've been doing this show for so long. Um, But that really helps not feel like the new year is just jarring or you need to jump right into goals. It really helps to be like, wow, we did a lot this year and I forgot about this trip we took. And um, you don't think you will, but you do forget by the end of the year. So I love just setting aside some time to do that. Yeah, that's, that's one of mine too. Just reflecting on the goals from the previous year and the progress I made and then 
having time to think about the other things I accomplished or the other things that happened and to just start slowly percolating goals for the new year. Mm -hmm. I have just kind of shifted over the past few years in that instead of feeling like brand new, fresh start on January 1st, I have to have (laughs) myself all ready to go sprinting into the new year. That instead, January 1st is an invitation to reflect and to plan. And I was thinking about this thought of greeting January 1st with calm, rested, purposeful new year energy. I like it. Instead of the manic, like you got to be better, do better, do more. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And just like you said, this podcast gives us that Mm -hmm. purposeful space where we are thinking about it, talking about it. That always really helps. And then I usually write a blog post reflecting on the past year and then a blog post with my goals for the new year. So yeah, that just all really helps me Mm -hmm. process the past year and the new year coming up. I love it. Yeah, I am similar. I don't set goals now until kind of after the new year is underway, like back into our routines Mm -hmm. a little bit. Another one kind of like you mentioned too, I think is hanging on to the parts that feel good about the holidays. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you might want to take the tree down, but maybe you want some twinkle light still above your mantle or especially if you live in a cold place. Mm -hmm. I did this a lot when we lived in Wisconsin is like the winter is so long and dark and cold. And so keeping some of that cozy vibe going, like just keeping the wintry things out, maybe putting the explicitly Christmas away, mm-hmm. um, really helps not to be so jarring and not to be like, oh, here we go. The mm-hmm. rest of winter is depressing, mm-hmm. you know? So yes, I love that. Another one for me is the post Christmas decluttering. Chris and I end up just really getting that energy mm-hmm. for doing that after the new stuff is coming in, but then we're taking Christmas down and just like cleaning the nooks and crown crannies. And I found myself usually wanting to pick some, some like small organizing project, mm-hmm. not some big, huge things, but a drawer, a cabinet, yeah. you know, that just needs a little bit of help. A mm-hmm. couple of organizing bins or like a quick declutter or whatever. And that just like gives me that energy and that sense of a fresh start. So I I really like that. Yes. And I do think that maybe we will, maybe we did this last year. I do like keeping up our tree, which is now fake and pre-lit up a little bit longer. No decorations, just, you know, some greenery, some twinkle Mm -hmm. lights, just a little bit longer to ease into Mm -hmm. the year. I like like that. My last one is I love to pot a new houseplant or repot one that I already have. This is like kind of a funny little tradition Mm -hmm. that I feel like I have developed. I didn't really mean to, Mm -hmm. but just kind of looking back at photos or past blog posts was like, oh, I actually have done this more times than not around New Year's Day. There's something about working with my hands, working with dirt, with something green Mm -hmm. that just feels fresh and new livening, even if it's a plant that I've already had, but putting it in a fresh pot, it just brightens up a corner of your house and just, I And when you take all the Christmas greenery down, Mm -hmm. it feels like it needs more greenery. I always feel like, yes, exactly. So that is another little thing that I love. All right. Okay. That wraps up our Christmas explosion aftermath discussion, but what are you obsessed with lately? All right. This is coming out in time for you guys to grab this for your holidays, right? Um, this is the, I picked this up at Target and I'm pretty sure it's a Target brand. Yes. It's favorite day brand. It's the peppermint whipped dairy topping. Yum. I saw somebody, it says right on there, seasonal offering. It's a really cute can number one. Yes, so it is. they got me with the packaging, but I saw somebody post about it on, 
um, Instagram and how like her husband didn't even like coffee until he started putting this oh in it. God. And I'm oh, like, on wow. Your coffee. Yeah, that's a ringing endorsement. And I love black coffee usually, but around the holidays, I find myself wanting a little yeah. something. So that would be perfect because I don't want it super sweet to just Ooh. put that on top. So we were just saying, you need to squirt this right in your mouth. You can go ahead and squirt it right in your mouth right Oh my right gosh, now. I can. Yeah. Right here on the we're podcast? Right here, because you're like, I might need a sample. Yeah, you need to squirt it right a, in your mouth. I was about to tell you to go get me a spoon, but <laughs> no, okay, so right I'm really mouth. doing Can Do you it. take a picture of me, please? I feel like this and is... I feel like that sound will be really good for podcasting. Okay. All right, are you ready? Here we go. <laughs> so good. <laughs> she went for it, friends. It's coming. It's dribbling. <laughs> Might you need a paper towel? <laughs> I, mis- I miscalculated how much was going to come out. <laughs> it came out That strong. is really good. Isn't it good? It's like yes. real whipped cream. Ta- you know how some of this stuff mm. tastes so fakey? It's, it's not really fake. good. Yeah, it has a great dairy taste. The peppermint is, ooh. Just yeah, the smidge. peppermint is there, but it's not like making my mouth cold. It's not like toothpaste. Yes. I hate when peppermint is like, yes. that's like I squirted toothpaste it, it, in my mouth. It can go extreme. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. I'm definitely getting some of that. <laughs> Thank you for having me taste it You're welcome. on the podcast. That was fun. My obsession is actually also from Target. Don't mean for this to become an endorsement for Target, mm-hmm. but I just bought this little glowing table lamp. Oh, it is just this little kind of orb. Uh huh. It sits on a wooden base. Okay. And has a little um, golden knob that you just turn it on so gently. And I just put it on the corner of our dresser mm. where I just felt like we needed a little bit more light. Mm-hmm. And so the knob, you can turn it all the way up. You can dim it. So it's oh, just perfect. Nice. I just love turning it on in the morning. Now yeah. that it's dark in the mornings, just have a little bit more light. And so anyway, it's a small little size. So I feel like it's just perfect for like a tabletop, a desk, whatnot. And I haven't used these yet, but it also has USB ports. So you can also like charge your phone there at the same time. Yeah, if you had a nightstand or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so yeah, bring in a little warm, cozy light to my room. All right, we'll have to link to that. That sounds lovely. All right, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. And that wraps up our Holiday Home series, which was so fun. And we hope you enjoyed it. We are wishing you a cozy and merry holiday season. And if you are wondering what you could get us this season, thanks for asking, by the way, (laughs) dropping us a review in Apple Podcasts or recommending the show to a friend would be the perfect gift. You know where you can find us on Instagram. We are Hi Girls Next Door. The show notes for this episode are in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And we love to get your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. We've gotten a few of those over the year. Over the years. Just this year. Just this year. We've gotten several. (laughs) Oh, oh my goodness. I'm going to need a sample of that. Yeah, just right in your mouth. <laughs> do we do, do you do that with your kids? Yeah. And they think I'm the coolest mom ever when yeah, I let them do they that. They love it. We call it whipped cream mouth. <laughs> do you call it anything? <laughs> I don't think we call it. It's just like, can you squirt that right in my mouth? <laughs> oh.
Okay, Erica. Yeah. I have a bonus question for you that I thought of. So I think maybe I will include this after the show with the outtakes. Okay. So listeners, if you're listening, congratulations. You're in the secret (laughs) outtake club. Secret outtake club. Yeah. Okay. What is on your birthday and Christmas wish list for this year? Okay. I really want a book of the month subscription. Oh. And I don't think Jeremiah believes me. Oh, this is or he thinks I read enough books or buy enough books. No, but when I tell you that I would like it, I mean it. That is what I mean. But I think he's like, I think he's a little bit. This is like when your kid doesn't want or you don't want the grandma to buy your kids something that you don't want them to have. I think he's deciding I don't need it. Oh no! But I need it. Okay, I want that in my life. Okay. All right. Well, if you need any help from me yeah. to like send a text, I know a right? very direct text like, <laughs> for the third year ju- that in a row just, that I've asked just you for so it. you know, Erica and I were talking on the podcast. She really said she wants book of the month. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, yeah, he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> okay. There are two things that I have on my wish list that I'm really hoping to get. I guess who we really need to listen to this is Chris and Jeremiah. Yeah. So hmm, maybe we'll make mm. sure to have them listen to this. Or we'll just send covert texts to both husbands. <laughs> yes. Okay. I really need a new pair of slippers. Okay. And I have been eyeing the Rothy's brand slippers. Okay. Because like I mentioned, I already wear that brand of shoes. I really love them. I think you can even wash these slippers. Oh, like you can take out the good. insert and yeah, wash they get them. Gross. Yeah. So anyway, that okay. those are on my list. I also really want a nice like shoulder tote bag mm. for carrying around my computer. Like I carried it over to mm-hmm. your house over. I go sit and work in a coffee like a work shop bag. Yes. I'm always putting it in just random tote bags and I really need a little bit more room. And I've also realized when I travel uh-huh. that I want, I have my purse, but then I don't have a good, like bring along with me personal carry. Right. So anyway, how about Abel? Have you checked out Abel? I oh, feel like they I have should, a lot of that kind of I stuff. I should look at Abel. I found a bag that I liked the look of on Everlane. Okay. And I like that brand as okay. well. So mm-hmm. that's what's on my list. All right. We'll do some husband texting. Okay. 